Sisters, I welcome us to today's devotion. I trust our night was peaceful and we enjoyed our weekend. Today we will continue with our reading from First um, Corinthians, and we will be reading chapter eleven and chapter twelve from the contemporary English version. I read. You must follow my example. As I follow the example of Christ, this is Brother Paul saying to us, I am proud of you because you always remember me and obey the teachings I gave you. Now I want you to know that Christ is the head of all men and a man is the head of a woman, but God is the head of Christ. This means that any man who prays or prophesies with something on his head brings shame to his head but any woman who prays or prophesies without something on her head brings shame to her head in fact she may as well shave her head a woman should wear something on her head it is a disgrace for a woman to shave her head or cut her head but if she refuses to wear something on her head let her cut off Hey. Men were created to be like God and to bring honor to God. This is interesting, actually. <laughs> this means a man should not wear anything on his head. Women were created to bring honor to men. It was the woman who was made from a man and not the man who was made from a woman. It wasn't created for her. She was created for him. Okay. And so, because of this, and also because of the angels, a woman ought to wear something on her head as a sign of her authority. Hallelujah. 11. As far as the Lord is concerned, men and women need each other. 
It is true that the first woman came from a man, but all other men have been given birth by women. Yet God is the one who created everything. Ask yourself if it is proper for a woman to pray without something on her head. Isn't it unnatural and disgraceful for men to have long hair? But long hair is a beautiful way for a woman to cover her head. This is how some this is how things are done in all of God's churches. And this is why none of you should argue about what I have said. Okay. 17. Your worship service do you, your worship service do you more harm than good? I am certainly not good going to praise you for this. I am told you can't get along with each other when you worship. And I am sure that some of what I have heard is true. You are bound to argue with each other, but it is easy to see which of you have God's approval. Amen. You are bound to argue with each other. That is interesting. But it is easy to see which of you have God's approval. So 20. When you see, when you meet together, you don't really celebrate the Lord's Supper. You even start eating before everyone gets to the meeting. And some of you go hungry while others get drunk. Don't you have homes where you can eat and drink? Do you aid God's church? Do you want to embarrass people who don't have anything? What can I say to you? I certainly cannot praise you. 23. I have already told you what the Lord Jesus did on the night he was betrayed. And it came from the Lord himself. He took some bread in his hands. Then after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is given to you. Eat this and remember me. After the meal, Jesus took a cup of wine in his hands and said, This is my blood, and with it God makes his new agreement with you. Drink this and remember me. The Lord meant that when you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you tell about his death until it comes. But if you eat the bread and drink the wine in a way that isn't worthy of the Lord, you sin against his body and blood. This is why you must examine the way you eat and drink. If you fail to understand that you are the body of the Lord, you will condemn yourself by the way you eat and drink. This is why many of you are sick and weak and why a lot of others have died. If we carefully judge ourselves, we wouldn't be punished. But when the Lord judges and punishes us, he does it to keep us from being condemned with the rest of the world. 33. My dear friends, you should wait until everyone gets there before you start eating. 34, which is the last verse. If you really are hungry, you can eat at home. Then you won't condemn yourself when you meet together. After I arrive, I will instruct you about other matters. Amen. Um, chapter 12. My friends, you asked me about spiritual gifts. I want you to remember that before you became followers of the Lord, you were led in all the wrong ways by idols that cannot even talk. 
Now I want you to know that if you are led by God's spirit, you will say that Jesus is Lord and you will never curse Jesus. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but they all come from the same spirit. These are different ways. There are different ways to serve the same Lord and we can each do different things. Yet the same God works in all of us and helps us in everything we do. The Spirit has given each of us special ways of serving others. Some of us can speak with wisdom. I want us to go with me with this chapter 12. It's very, very um, explainable, right? Clear. So some of us have been given the Spirit to speak wisdom, while others can speak with knowledge. But this gift come from the same Spirit. The other the Spirit has given great faith or the power to heal the sick or the power to work mighty miracles. Some of us are prophets and some of us recognize when God's Spirit is present. That's the cement, the Spirit of the cement. Others can speak different kinds of languages and still others can tell what this language is, means as an interpreter, people interpret um, tongues. But it is the Spirit who does all this and decides which gift to give to each of us. 12. The body of Christ has many different parts, just as any other body does. Some of us are Jews and others are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves and others are free. But God's Spirit baptized each of us and made us part of Christ. Now, we each drink from the same Spirit. Our bodies don't have just one part. They have many parts. Suppose a fool says, I'm not a hand, so I'm not part of the body. Wouldn't the foot still belong to the body? Or suppose an hair says, I'm not an eye, and so I'm not part of the body. Wouldn't the hair still belong to the body? If our bodies were only an eye, we couldn't hear a thing. And if they were only an hair, we couldn't smell a thing. But God has put all part of our body together in the way that he decided is best. 19. A body isn't really a body unless there is more than one part. It takes many parts to make a single body. That's why the eyes cannot say they don't need the hands. That's also why the hand cannot say it doesn't need the feet. In fact, we cannot get along without the parts of the body that seems to be the weakest. We take special care of to dress up some part of our bodies. We are modest about our personal parts, but we don't have the modest about other parts. God put our bodies together in such a way that even the parts that seem the least important are valuable. Hmm. He did this to make all parts of the body work together smoothly, with each part caring about the others. If one part of our body hurts, we hurt all over our bodies. If one part of our body is honored, the whole body will be happy. Together you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is part of his body. First, God chose some people to be apostles and prophets and teachers for the church. 
but he also chose some to work miracles or heal the sick or help others to be or help others or be leaders or speak different kind of languages not everyone is an apostle not everyone is a prophet not everyone is a teacher not everyone can work miracles not everyone can heal the sick not everyone can speak different kinds of languages not everyone can tell what these languages mean 31 which is the last verse i want you to desire the best gift so i will show you a much better way may the lord bless the reading of his word amen 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 um so quick one family before we wrap up this session um chapter 11 is an interesting chapter as well as chapter 12 and um, i actually pray that the holy spirit will interpret his word in a way we would understand in jesus and give us divine um wisdom in jesus name so in verse um 27 it says if we take when he's talking about the bread and the drink he's talking about holy communion right and uh, so uh Rapport is encouraging us here to um to the way we take holy communion that we should take it in a way that is worthy to the lord and because if we don't it means we are sinning against his body and blood so what this means holy communion people of god is not for to quench your stomach hunger okay yes it's not to quench your stomach hunger i think in matthew so um um, more details about how to really take we need to teach our children as well on how to take holy communion you know right and um i want us to understand also that holy communion is for worship is for worship is you know communion is when you commune fellowship with god that's what it means and in verse 28 you know it also says to us to examine the way we eat and drink because we are the body of christ okay we are part of christ's body which has been why many people are um are, are, are suffering from sickness you know some are weak in their body and we have many untimely deaths and you know we, if we look at it literally you see how people will just eat when you are too full you know you just you're weak to even fight any battle any spiritual battles that's what this is literally saying to all so and um if we are sick we can't fight spiritual battles we allow the enemy to 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 conquer us so we should be mindful of what we put in our bodies and um so and he also talks about you know um you know how we take care one of one part of the body and that's in chapter 12 right saying we have to take care of every part of our body because they are all important you can't say your eyes is not important or your hair is not important and um because they all functions together the same way we are all christian it doesn't even let even not use the word christian here we are all god's children right so we can't say i hate this person because this person is not from is not uh, from my denomination or this person is not from my family is not from my tribe and all of that we are all one body if we have this understanding we will love one another regardless of, because you will see even in your family your i'm talking about your your blood siblings now you see you guys we we get upset with one another but does it mean that you know we are going to condemn each other 
okay so that's what brapper is trying to explain to us and he talks about um using this it talks about um this um spiritual gift that we have been given various kinds of gifts and all of these things work together for the body of christ <laughs> so i am um, just because um you have someone who speaks um who can prophesy and can see vision and you only you, you are only um a leader that's also a, a a gift so which you know we talk about iron sharpens iron so you can see if anybody knows me very i love to you know when i just i i spot gift when i spot you i say oh this one is a raw material then we let's finish the goods you know so the same way you know when this one can actually um you find someone who can who has this that i don't have bring them together let them complement what you don't have the same thing in relationship many people look for someone to complete them nobody can complete you you have a whole body you are whole in christ any boy any guy any any man any lady any woman coming into your life is there to complement you and to compliment is when I'm weak in their in your own weakness, they are strong. In their own uh, weakness, you're you, you know you're you're strong for them. We compliment one another. What I don't have, you have. So let's let's marry. That's why we always do the words. We are a team. May the Lord. Um, I pray also once again that the Lord will interpret His word to us in Jesus' name. Have a beautiful day, people. Bye.